Many people know about the devastation left behind when a nuclear bomb is detonated, but there may be a number of other facts you didn't know. Welcome to Scary Little Things, where we take the facts of life and show you the scary parts you may not have known were true. So turn off the lights and enjoy. Ten, Little Boy. Little Boy, the bomb dropped on Hiroshima, contained around 140 pounds of bomb-grade uranium. But the truth was that Little Boy, though deadly, was a rather crude weapon, and almost all of the uranium it possessed blew apart in the air before it detonated. A very small amount of the uranium actually detonated, an amount that weighed less than a dollar bill. But still, even that tiny of an amount killed over 80,000 people. Today, nuclear weapons are able to be much more effective and devastating. 9. Overkill There are believed to be between 15,000 and 21,000 nuclear bombs in the world today, most of which are many times more powerful than the atomic bombs dropped on Japan. In fact, there are enough nuclear bombs in the world today to eliminate our entire species many times over. 8. Loose Nukes Nuclear weapons that may have fallen into the wrong hands due to poor security are often referred to as loose nukes. In Russia, loose nukes are suspected to be the biggest problem, a result of underpaid nuclear scientists, smuggling, and corruption. There is evidence to suggest that there is a significant black market in nuclear materials. The International Atomic Energy Agency has reported over a hundred nuclear material smuggling incidents since the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, with a large amount being committed by terrorists. 7. Burn Patterns The thermal radiation from the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki impacted some of the survivors differently based on the clothing they were wearing at the time. Due to the material, the color, and the design, some survivors were left with the patterns from their clothing burned into their skin permanently. 6. Light Show In the summer of 1962, the United States government sent a hydrogen bomb into space around 250 miles above the Pacific Ocean and detonated it. The blast created an incredible yet frightening light show that had people staring in wonder and fear. This bomb was 100 times more powerful than the one dropped on Hiroshima. 5. High Alert The United States and Russia collectively have thousands of nuclear bombs set to high alert status. High alert status is defined as being ready to launch at a moment's notice. 4. Shadows of Memories Once the bombs in Japan detonated, the ensuing flash was so bright that it bleached just about anything it touched. A number of people were subjected to this unimaginable burst of light and acted as a shield for anything that happened to be behind them, leaving what are sometimes referred to as permanent shadows on the ground to mark what was possibly their final moment of life. 3. Nuclear Winter 
Though it's currently just a theoretical concept, as we've never experienced one, scientists believe that a nuclear war would result in massive amounts of soot being launched into the stratosphere, blocking out the sun for what could be decades and causing the temperature to drop considerably, killing off plants and animals, and then finally, humans. Two, mistakes still happen. Humanity has had a number of close calls in decades past regarding nuclear war. In fact, sometimes technological hiccups resulting in false alarms brought us much closer to nuclear disaster than we'd ever like to get. But this isn't just an issue for the technology of the past. On October 23, 2010, a launch control center in Wyoming lost contact with 50 missiles carrying nuclear warheads for a total of 45 minutes. These missiles were all on high alert and able to be launched at any time. What makes this especially scary is that if someone managed to hack or otherwise infiltrate into the system used to launch the missiles during this given time, even with early warning detection in place, it would have been too late and impossible to stop the missiles from heading to whatever target was chosen. Fortunately, that didn't happen, but never underestimate the flaws in today's technology. 1. Missing Bomb In February of 1958, a B-47 bomber collided non-fatally with another Air Force jet over the coast of Savannah, Georgia. The crash left the B-47's cargo, a 7,000-pound nuclear bomb, plummeting from the sky when the pilot willingly released it as not to pose a risk of explosion upon a potential crash landing. It landed somewhere in the water, and the Navy searched for two months trying to find it, but never did. To this day, it's still out there, off the coast of Georgia, resting beneath the waves. We live our lives surrounded by what is man-made, often forgetting the dangers that nature provides for us all herself. Where two great masses meet, there is likely to be a rather great disaster. Plate tectonics theory says that there are plates constantly pulling and pushing in relation to one another on the outer layer of the Earth, creating massive friction at the fault lines where the plates meet. The San Andreas Fault is a prime setup for earthquakes. For decades now, scientists have claimed that California doesn't have very long until the big one hits. A quake anywhere along the San Andreas Fault could trigger more quakes, and the results would leave California in disastrous conditions. Clusters of damage would dot heavily populated metropolises, including Los Angeles, and any power, water, and transportation lines along the fault would be damaged or destroyed, altering rescue efforts and leaving firefighters without water to fend off any blazes caused by the earthquake. Sewer lines would fail for up to six months, and aftershocks could further the damage. While safety measures are starting to be put in place, California estimates that it could face $213 billion in damages, 50,000 injuries, and around 1,800 deaths in the near future, even with precaution.
It's not enough to worry about the danger that lurks beneath our feet, but also the danger that can come from the sky above. A solar storm is an amalgamation of various particles, x-rays, and magnetized plasma that hurtles towards Earth, usually catalyzed by a solar flare, which produces enough energy to rival one billion hydrogen bombs. While these flares are rare, it would only take one in order to cause widespread panic all over the planet. When charged particles collide with the upper atmosphere, they will cause a global electromagnetic pulse. Satellites will fail and radio communications will be lost. But it's a coronal mass ejection or a magnetized cloud of plasma that will cause the most chaos. The plasma will produce a geomagnetic storm, overloading any power stations and altering nearly every aspect of modern technology. Exploding transformers leads to mass power outages, the internet will fail, sewage and water systems shut down, and GPS is rendered useless. It would require a global restoration and could cost over $2 trillion. An event of this size seems unlikely, but in 2012, the Earth narrowly escaped a cloud of magnetized plasma that would have sent the entire planet into darkness. And next time, we may not be so lucky. A little friction can cause a whole lot of problems. The Hayward Fault Line in California is a strike-slip fault, like the San Andreas Fault, and it's been creeping along this way for years without incident. Even though the chance of a major earthquake is about 30% in the next 30 years, banking on the remaining 70%, not exactly a good idea. The Hayward Fault Zone encompasses 5 million people, and in the worst-case earthquake scenario, half of them would lose access to water, and saturated soil beneath structure and road foundations could lead to deadly landslides. The damaged roadways would complicate emergency responders' routes to hospitals, all of which would be at max capacity. Depending on the weather, massive wildfires fueled by natural methane gas could devastate the landscape even further. Power would be out for a week, and lines of communication could overload, resulting in less people getting the possible life-saving help that they need. Aftershocks could continue for weeks after the initial quake, with damages likely reaching $120 billion and the death toll at tens of thousands of lives lost. The Earth's tectonic plates are constantly moving against one another, but when they get stuck, that can have devastating results. At the subduction zone where two of these plates converge, the plate being forced down can become fixed in place, building tension between the two layers. When they finally give, the tension turns into massive force, a force known as a megathrust earthquake. Megathrust quakes are the most powerful type of earthquake, often reaching magnitudes of 8 or higher on a 10-point Richter scale, and the destruction they leave behind is massive. There are several of these subduction zones all over the world. However, there is one in particular that is long overdue for wreaking some good old-fashioned havoc. The Cascadia subduction zone is located just off the coast of the Pacific Northwest, along Washington, Oregon, and British Columbia, and its last slip occurred in 1700, resulting in a magnitude 9 earthquake and a tsunami all the way in Japan. Scientists now know the next megathrust quake could happen at any moment. 
In worst-case scenario, its impact could devastate the Pacific Northwest. Along the coastline, the quake's force will be strong enough to temporarily override gravity, catapulting buildings and people into the air, while the shaking earth will topple skyscrapers in Seattle, bridges in Portland, and buildings across the area. The power grid will fail, and communications will be lost, putting emergency responders in overwhelming circumstances. The area will be under extreme economic distress, and some predict anything west of Interstate 5 will be unsalvageable and abandoned, altering the Northwest for decades to come. Though the chance of a worst-case scenario rests at 15% in the next 50 years, should it occur, many lives will be changed forever. Earthquakes aren't the only danger lurking beneath our feet. When magma from the Earth's core rises but can't breach through the crust, pressure builds underground over centuries and conceals nature's deadliest ticking time bomb, a supervolcano. But we often associate disasters like this with the past, like the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD that destroyed the ancient city of Pompeii. But unfortunately for us, the past does tend to repeat itself, doesn't it? And the results can be catastrophic. Beneath the Yellowstone caldera in Wyoming are two enormous magma chambers that some scientists estimate could erupt in the next 80 years. An explosion from this supervolcano would devastate a vast amount of North America in addition to the 1,000 cubic kilometers of magma up to a foot of ashes will layer the ground, poisoning water supplies and making it difficult to breathe and killing crops and animal habitats. Sulfur dioxide clouds will reflect sunlight away from the earth, resulting in a 10-year volcanic winter causing famine, loss of communication and a halt to both air and ground transportation. Up to 90,000 people will die instantly from the eruption, and millions could die from the after-effects, and the cost would devastate the economy. Scientists say they will have an adequate warning to evacuate significant numbers before an eruption, initially saving lives, but mass devastation is assured. Good time to be alive, right? I mean, the world is still here, and all of us are here with it, but that doesn't exactly mean that humanity always will be here. Belief in the end of the world is almost as old as stories about the creation of the world, with some doomsday predictions dating back to approximately 2800 BC, claiming signs of the end times were near even then. In modern day, people have made predictions on the date of Earth's demise as well, such as the Y2K scare of 1999. And of course, who could forget the 2012 Mayan calendar prediction? All of these predictions have, of course, failed, but it's Gotta make you wonder, how is the world going to end? And is it going to be much scarier than we realize? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted.
Although predictions and claims of the end can be found in many sources, some of the oldest and most famous ones in the West come to us from religion. In fact, the word apocalypse, which many of us associate with the end of the world, comes from the Greek word apocalypsis, meaning revelation, just like the book of revelations in the Bible, which is said to hold an account on how the world will come to its end. Like Christianity, many other religions also claim that they know the truth about the end times. One of the more famous failed prophecies came from the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, the worldwide organization of the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses. In 1966, the organization published the book Life Everlasting in Freedom of the Sons of God, in which they predicted that the world would end in 1975. They believed this marked the beginning of Christ's millennial reign, although the society would later state that the world would definitively end in 1975 but that the chance of an apocalyptic event was a probability. The theory, according to the doctrine, stated that in the fall of 1975, the first 6,000 years of human existence would come to an end. And from when the prophecy was first published by the Watchtower in 1966, all the way until 1975, it became the main recurring topic of the society's literature. Outside of religious literature, the end of the world has inspired secular works to create their own version of the end times as well, as what may happen after society as we know it crumbles. And while most of these are for entertainment alone and not meant to make any realistic claims on the destruction of mankind, they have had a strong pull on society and culture, from War of the Worlds to The Walking Dead. So why are we so interested in our own demise and why are there so many theories as to how it's going to happen? Our morbid fascination with our own termination may not always be us as a society longing for the conclusion of a story, but rather a new chapter. In his book Apocalypse Theory and the End of the World, author Malcolm Bull argues that most apocalypse stories and theories are often visions of renewal, one that shatters the corrupt present and brings in a new, redemptive future, a chance to start over or move past the ruined present. And although zombies do not completely spell out the end of the planet, this popular myth in mainstream media indicates dealing with the end of modern society as we know it has recently come back into prominence in popular culture. Zombies themselves are not a new phenomenon. They actually have deep roots in voodoo mythology as well as being a popular end of humanity story for decades, spanning back to Victor Halperin's white zombie film in 1932. However, zombies and other apocalyptic theories have been shown to make booms in the media whenever there is a rise in economic difficulty, supporting the theory from before that we become more and more interested in how Earth and those who inhabit it will die as time become tougher. Despite our love for the undead-related endings, what scientists believe will happen is pretty scary itself. In October of this year, scientists using NASA's Kepler Space Telescope uncovered evidence of a tiny rock object being torn apart as it spiraled around a white dwarf star. The discovery found during the K2 mission validates a long-held theory that dwarf stars have the power of cannibalizing remnant planets within its solar system, meaning that the star can rip apart a planet with its intense gravitational pull and vaporize and absorb it. To make matters more terrifying, scientists Scientists believe they know exactly which yellow dwarf star will be the one to vaporize Earth 
our sun. When stars like our sun age, they puff up into red giants that gradually lose their mass, shrinking down to about one one-hundredth of their original size. When commenting on the phenomenon from the K2 mission, Andrew Vanderbur of the Harvard-Smithsonian Center of Astrophysics said, This is something no human has seen before. We are watching a solar system get destroyed. So when would something like this happen to our sun? Unfortunately, unlike predictors of the past, NASA says that there is more observation to be done to better understand the phenomenon, so no doomsday date has been set yet. Scientists do estimate, however, that the sun will most likely change substantially in around 5 billion years, where it will begin a helium-burning process, turning into a red giant and consuming Mercury, Venus, and then Earth with its sheer size alone. Thankfully, whatever date that may happen on, we won't be around to witness it. If we're to believe that nothing lasts forever, we also have to apply that to the life of our planet. But what if we, as the inhabitants, are the cause? Perhaps according to some, this is the most likely way that the world will end, not by the hand of an all-powerful god or the forces of the cosmos. One such scientist, Professor Frank Fenner, predicts that our time remaining on Earth is short, as in 100 years short. Fenner, whose work helped wipe out smallpox, believes that humans who are born today will potentially be the last generation, witnessing the end of approximately over 6 billion people in their lifetime. He believes that climate change, as well as exponential population, growth will cause our species to become extinct and that this extinction at this point in time is completely irreversible. With more and more people fighting for fewer and fewer resources to sustain population growth, Fenner believes it is only a matter of time until we have no resources left to sustain human life as we know it. And why wouldn't any of this happen? In the last half billion years, life on Earth has been nearly wiped out approximately five times by things such as climate change and meteors. These, known as the Big Five mass extinctions, show that what may happen to us is really nothing new. And it seems that according to other researchers, our chances of extinction are only increasing. We may have survived natural disasters and cosmic catastrophes for as long as man has existed, but we've only been living with nuclear weapons for a few decades. Just goes to show that one of the biggest possible threats to our planet is the human mind. Even if rapid population growth or climate change doesn't get us, perhaps our own advancement will. Apart from us creating technologically advanced weapons that could wipe out large populations at a time, such as nuclear weapons, some experts believe we are creating more and more ways for things to go wrong. One of these experts being theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking, who believes one of the only ways we can escape this is by possibly abandoning Earth altogether and establishing colonies on other planets. But as we discussed in a previous previous episode of Question Everything, Where Are Aliens, this possibility is far beyond our current reach, and even seriously attempting to pull off such a feat could trigger our own destruction, according to the Great Filter Theory, a theory that can suggest that civilization often destroys itself before becoming interstellar. We are very far off from traveling the galaxy, but more than capable of completely obliterating ourselves right now. Hawking himself acknowledges this, meaning that if Fenner is correct in his assumption that we may only have about 100 years left on our planet, it may be that we are trapped with no way to escape our possible fate. 
Even if space travel isn't the trigger that tips the first domino, Stephen Hawking believes it is more likely that our advancement of artificial intelligence, as well as our dependence on it, will. Consider the leaps and bounds we have taken as a species with artificial intelligence, while even the most primitive forms of AI developed so far have already proven very useful, Hawking fears the consequences of creating something that can match or surpass humans. Combining booming population with the fact that more and more robots are being used to automate jobs to keep humanity functioning, perhaps the things we have created to make our lives easier as a species will inevitably be the thing that destroys us. Now's the time where I questioned you. On my Twitter I asked, how do you think the world will end? Here's what you said. 28% of you voted a natural disaster or global warming related end. 17% of you said that a cosmic event will surely destroy us. 35% of you believe our own technology will do us in. And the remaining 20% of you said that it's going to be a religious event. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Seriously Strange podcast so you don't miss what we've got in store for you. Watch the shadows and stay alive out there. Thanks to all of you for your support. The Seriously Strange podcast is made possible due in part to contributions made by our listeners like you. So if you would like to keep the Seriously Strange podcast online and accessible, please consider pressing the link that says support the show in the description of any podcast episode. You can then choose your preferred way to donate and send a contribution our way, because we can't do this without our listeners' support. If you decide to contribute, it's tremendously appreciated, and we thank you so much. We read every single message included with each contribution, so feel free to include your comments or even make a request for a future topic. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot more in store for you. Take care, and enjoy your next episode.